I've been a Christian all my life. I've considered myself from the time I was a little girl and drove my Ford tractor to church, the little country church. And we've had highs and lows in our in our lives as Christians. And we found that when we were the highest was when our lives were the best and the lowest, we were the furthest away from God. He didn't go anywhere, we did. So being part of a small group, um, it, was, it was just wonderful to see other couples that had been together a lot of years and we're still very close. Welcome everyone to our 56th podcast, Renew Your Mind. With us today is Senior Pastor Paul Gruenberg and uh, Sharon Greenhoe. She's our guest speaker for small groups and myself, Dana Hall, is the moderator. So we're going to jump right back into small groups. We kind of kicked it off last week. And um, for today, we're going to talk about personal experiences with small groups with the people around this table right now. So Dana, yes. let, me, let me ask the question. <laughs> oh, go right ahead. <laughs> Did you have uh, a memorable small group or an experience with small groups that kind of sticks in your mind? I do. And just for the record, Pastor Paul just turned the tables on me I because did. I was going to ask him that. So he's good. <laughs> um, the small group that I, well, the first small group that I was in, I had a memorable experience. And I still do because it is an adult Sunday school class. Mm -hmm. It's called Be Coda, Be Kind to One Another. Hopefully I said that right. <laughs> um, and it's just a, it was a really neat way. We pick a book and we have, gosh, probably about 15 people now. It's, it's a pretty big group now. We, we watch a video and then we discuss things. So it was a great way to learn more about the Bible. And we could ask our questions, you know, within that small group. We had experts, we had people new to it, and it's really neat. It's a great, it's a great group of people. And it's very, uh, I like it because we get to pick a different book every every, I guess, quarter. And so we've accomplished a lot of, we've read and accomplished a lot of books. So that was the first small group. And I was invited by that, by um, uh, the person that leads it at the church, which I really enjoyed because she didn't give up on me. She kept asking and asking. And when the time was right and I was ready to listen, then I said yes. <laughs> um, and then the second small group that's been impactful is the One Year Bible. And I'd never read the Bible from front to uh, back. And I just find that group, uh, it, I've learned so much. And I started in one group and then transferred to another. And it was really neat to see the different, uh, you know, learn, meet a lot of people in church and a lot of different personalities. And I do more learning in that group than I do, not that I don't participate, but I do a lot of listening and learning. Hmm. So... Interestingly right. enough, mm -hmm. you you said a couple of things. One about the Sunday school group, mm -hmm. how it was made up of people with varying degrees of knowledge. Very and much. so if you're a person who is feeling like they need to learn more and maybe don't feel like you know enough, that's one of those classes you could probably go into Absolutely. and not say a word right? Absolutely. Regarding the study itself, but then uh, be able to meet new people. That was another thing that you had said. When you switched groups, you were able to meet new people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we go to church, it's hard to meet new people or to develop relationships with others. And small groups is a wonderful way to do that. Mm -hmm. 
And it was, I thought it was neat that I could switch from one group or time slot to another because my schedule had changed and, and that was an okay thing to do. So Mm -hmm. you're not locked in. You can just hop to a different time slot and yeah. And she also Mm -hmm. said that she, she might not say much, but she listens. And I think one of the reasons that many people are hesitant to join a small group is they're afraid they're going to put on the spot because they don't know the Bible and you know, we got to start somewhere. So to be able to go in and just be a listener is perfectly okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally acceptable. And uh, there's just, and at some point, everyone always has, you know, they feel compelled to say something, no matter, you know, if it's the first time you meet or the 20th time, but I can't think of anybody that hasn't said a word. Not that it's required though. It just happens. Yeah, people feel more comfortable once they get to, know each other and what's said in the group is left in the group. So that's important mm-hmm. too. But okay, now I get to ask one of you two the same question. <laughs> Go ahead, Sharon. You were sharing uh, on the podcast last week a little bit about small groups. What's your what's your most memorable small group experience? I have a couple because they're they're kind of different. The second one was we actually hosted a small group in our home which we're going to do again this time around. But um, we had, it appeared to be couples, and it didn't have to be. It's just how it was. So we had a woman reach out to us and say she would like to attend, but she wasn't sure her husband would, that their marriage was sort of rocky, but she just really wanted, needed to be a part of the group. And I said, oh, yes, come on over. And second or third, fourth time she came, her husband came with her, and uh, probably Two or three weeks after that, we saw him in church, and that just, you know, that was God working. Mm-hmm. Uh, she came to a safe place because she needed the fellowship, and somehow he came along. So mm-hmm. uh, that that was just really good. My experience in the small group, probably the one that was the best group that I've ever attended, was um, a group that we attended maybe three or four years ago, I can't quite remember, and it was hosted by this just amazing couple that um, were very, very um, devout Christians. You could just, you just knew it. Very knowledgeable, loving, gracious people, and it was in their home, a, a pretty large group. And I just, I learned, I learned so many things. One of the things that I, I really came to understand was, you know, I've been a Christian all my life. I've considered myself from the time I was a little girl and drove my Ford tractor to church, to a little country church. Um, high school, I was in MYF and um, when was reaffirmed and baptized. And we've had highs and lows in our, in our lives as Christians. And we found that when we were the highest was when our lives were the best and the lowest, we were the furthest away from God. He didn't go anywhere, mm-hmm. we did. So being part of a small group, um, it, was, it was just wonderful to see other couples that had been together a lot of years and were still very close. I remember one time in particular, we were talking about our lo- our loved ones that had passed away, and I said something about them looking down on us. And the woman, the leader, said to me, why, Sharon, why in the world would God allow us to look back down on earth once we're in heaven? There'll be no more suffering, no pain, no sorrow. Why would that happen? And I didn't know that. I honestly didn't know that. And I don't think that I ever really learned how to pray until I sat with a bunch of other people who just 
talk to God, just conversation. And, mm-hmm. and then reading the Bible, if you're, not, if you're not reading the Bible, you're not, you're not growing, you're not learning. So in a Bible study, you have to read to keep up because you have to, you know, you've got mm-hmm. somebody sitting beside you that's already read it. So there's that accountability, and I became a Bible reader. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like I just, uh, I don't think I really had ever thought about the Holy Spirit. I mean, how can you be a Christian and not know about the Holy Spirit? I honestly don't think I ever really knew. So inviting the Holy Spirit to be in my heart and to walk with me and and to condemn me or to, to, to show me the things about myself that I needed to work on and improve. Mm-hmm. I was... A huge, a huge growing experience, mm-hmm. and um, and I attribute it to the wonderful couple that invited us into their home personally to mm-hmm. be a part of the group, and and now we're here. Yeah, oh, that's wonderful. It's interesting, Sharon, that you mentioned uh, the one woman who came a few times by herself, and then her husband came. Mm-hmm. And my guess is it was the prayer of her heart that her husband would become more involved in the life of the church and and. To be together, to do that together as a couple is always a wonderful mm-hmm. uh, thing to do. But we forget sometimes that the small group is a pathway mm-hmm. into relationships with people inside the church, but in a more palatable way. Mm-hmm. You're now walking into a worship service where there are 100 or two or three or however many people in service and feel overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. like everyone is looking at me, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And then to begin to really develop a relationship with, you know, maybe 10 or 15 or 20 other people where there are just discussions and you find out what you like to do and there's that camaraderie that develops. And then to be able to go to church for the first time, even though you've desired to go, your spouse has wanted you to go. You go for the first time, and there are four or five or six people that will call you by name and will say, hey, Harry, how you doing? Or, hey, Sally, how are you doing today? And I think that's just one of the powerful aspects of small groups, that we can invite other people who may be spiritually minded but not spiritually knowledgeable uh, to learn with us. We're all on the same footing. Mm -hmm. And then to then springboard into being a part of a community of faith, a larger community of faith. Yeah. And I th- and you said, uh, Sunday, in your message, you talked about, you know, if you're not reading the Bible, if we don't know God's Word, how, how can we change mm-hmm. who we are? It's what we put in our minds that we become. And so uh, it was a powerful message to me, just a reminder that, we can't be lax, and Satan is alive and well and working, and mm. the Bible's our best defense. Well, that's great. We have, um, uh, Pastor Paul, do you have any experiences that you, um, small group experiences that come to mind for you that were real powerful to you? Mm-hmm. So when, uh, in my early 20s, uh, God had gotten a hold of my life. I knew I was missing something. I attended a Uh, church with the landlady that I was living with. And she would, and I would go with her, she would go after the first hymn had already started. So she planned on being late enough to be there and then walk in when there was very little traffic. And we would sit up in the balcony. And then at the beginning of the last hymn, Mm -hmm. we would leave. 
And I understood why she did that. And uh, I'm just grateful that she went and was going and I kind of tagged along a few times. But then after a while, I uh, began attending a a family church. I got set up by a a mutual friend to move into an apartment with this other guy who was looking for a roommate. And his pastor had recommended this family church. And it was at the point where I just felt the need to be in church and went, and there were a bunch of kids, kids, early 20s, late 20s that were meeting together, worshiping together, along with uh, their parents. So it was a wide range of people age-wise. But they had a Sunday school class. And Dana, you mentioned Sunday school classes, and those are so important. Uh, I got into a Sunday school class with a bunch of people my age or thereabouts, and I saw as they lived out their lives that God was God held more meaning in their life. And God was not that, I hate to say it, that meaningful to me, or I should say maybe that personal to me. Mm -hmm. And then from that, uh, four of us, uh, the guy, my roommate, and then a friend who moved down into the area and another guy I had met, we had just a small group Bible study, just the four of us sitting on the floor in our apartment Uh, going through the book of Philippians. Mm -hmm. That was my first real exposure to a small group outside of Sunday school. Staying with that church for a long time. How did that start, the four, you four guys? Well, we were interested in learning more. And one of the guys said, hey, why don't we have a study on the book of Philippians? And one of them ordered a, in, in those cases, it was almost like a little booklet mm-hmm. on Philippians that would take you part by part through, ask some questions, and mm-hmm. we would just talk about it. That's cool. <laughs> and, uh, and then we all would also pray. And that was a little bit smaller area, but I think impactful to me. There would be a time, as far as memorable, uh, there was a time when I was going through a rough patch, and I was in a a small group that was going through the gospel of Mark and it talked about um, the scripture we uh, went through was when Jesus calms the storm Mm -hmm. and he says, peace be still while it's really rocking the boat and stuff. And the disciples are all afraid that we're all going to drown. And Jesus is sleeping on a cushion. Don't you care master if we (laughs) drown? Jesus rises up, peace be still. And in that, um, with the turmoil that I was going through, I heard God saying to me, just hang on, Paul, be mm-hmm. still. We'll get you through this time. And it was, that was such a, an important moment for me, Bible study-wise. And then the one Sunday school group that we belong to, my wife and I belong to, we grew up with these people. Mm-hmm. And we all started having kids about the same time. And our kids know their kids. And and we've been to some of their weddings and they'll be to some of ours. And, you know, it's just that kind of uh, long-term camaraderie of yeah. knowing people and growing up with them, not only spiritually, but as you go through different phases of life. So that was an important group for us to belong to. Okay. Well, great. That's given us a lot of uh, different examples of personal experiences 
of us around the table. I think we'll end with that. And um, in the next four podcasts that come up, we're going to hear some testimonies about different people that are in small groups. So we're real excited for you to hear that coming up. Um, If you want to join us in person at the First United Methodist Church, we're located at 215 South Center in Gaylord, Michigan. We have a 9 a.m. traditional service and we have a 1045 contemporary service. And if you can't view us in person, you can watch us on Facebook or YouTube or listen to us on the radio 101.5. Thanks everyone for joining us.